Welcome to Public Safety Talk Radio, the podcast for all of our heroes in public safety, including law enforcement professionals, firefighters, EMTs, corrections officers, healthcare workers, and more. The show is produced by the POCUA and is founded upon its soundness initiative. This episode is sponsored by the Finest Service Organization, a provider of line of duty death loan protection through many of our POCUA institutions. I am Ken Bader, your host for Public Safety Talk Radio, and I have another really intriguing guest. We always have intriguing guests, but this is intriguing from a number of different angles, both from the product and given the background of this particular guest. Let me tell you about him, and I had to learn how to pronounce his name. He has a very fancy French name, but it's simply Alan Baris, and he served as a paratrooper in the U.S. Army with the 82nd Airborne and as a sniper instructor, be sure not to tick him off from afar, with the 2nd Infantry. He holds both business and law degrees from the University of Montana. Uh, his most recent of nine books is Survive a Shooting, which we will talk about, but he also represents Reflex Protect. It's a product that I really want to talk about, but enough hearing from me. Let's hear from Alan. Alan, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me on, Ken. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you, and it's a pleasure to talk about your product. I happened to, to see it at the SHOT Show uh, and thought that it was it was really innovative as a better alternative to, to pepper spray, and we'll definitely get to that. But I also want to get to your area of expertise, because as we talked about before I press record, your expertise is in self-defense and active shooter situations and so forth. And going through the Reflex Protect website, it talks about finding a nonviolent solution to violent situations, if I remember it correct. You know, why is that important? Why can't we just match violence with violence? <laughs> Sometimes we have to, but it's yeah. always going to be better if we can resolve something at the lowest level of interaction with somebody. I mean, that's why you know, law enforcement Sometimes just your presence there is all that it takes to keep people from acting up. And then we go up into our verbal um, skills. And that's why Reflex Protect, we offer a class on effective communication dealing with conflict. Because if we can end something verbally without ever having to go hands-on, without anybody getting hurt, the other person or the officer, that's going to be better. And then we just work our way up. Anytime we can solve something without risk of injury to us and minimal injury or no injury to the other person, that's going to be better. And Reflex Protect's defensive spray, it incapacitates the person, but it doesn't injure them. And so once they're incapacitated and restrained, we can then reverse the effects with Reflex Remove. And it's all over and nobody's injured. And so, you know, that's avoiding lawsuits, trips to the hospital. I mean, it, tons of yeah. paperwork. It just makes everything a lot easier. And, you know, as you know, uh, sadly, law enforcement have been getting a bad rap in the, in, you know, these people protesting this and that. Well, if we can do anything to help law enforcement do their job and not have the backlash by those that don't appreciate you know, the difficulties that law enforcement are having to deal with, um, that's a good thing too. So it's good on all different aspects. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I completely agree with you specifically 
my take for years and years and years, I'm not a law enforcement professional, never have been, but I've had the privilege of working with many over the last 15 to 20 years. And my perspective has always been, I'm all for change, especially that change that allows our police officers to have a higher propensity to go home to their family safely. And if this spray or any other product or technique for that matter is going to increase that probability, you know, I'm all for it. And like you said, in the world we live in, you know, even when the police officer is completely in her or his rights, you, know, you, you pull out even a taser, much less a firearm, um, or the old pepper spray, you know, all of a sudden it's lawsuits and so forth. And, and, and I want to avoid that as well for police officers. So that's a great point. Sadly, a lot of people believe that violence is the same as the old Lone Ranger. You know, well, you just shoot the gun out of the bad guy's hand in the situation. Yeah. And, and it's not like that. If you haven't been in the middle of it and with the adrenaline dump and the possibility of you not going home tonight, mm -hmm. And all of that going on, you just don't understand. And yeah. we have administrators and people that have never been there making arcane rules and stuff, trying to limit law enforcement. And we definitely don't want to defund law enforcement. Mm -hmm. What we want to do is we want to provide law enforcement with the tools and the training to do the jobs that they're being asked to do. Exactly. Yeah, I uh... Uh, again, just as a civilian that, that knows law enforcement, I've heard in a couple of forums when incidents have, have happened, a couple of public forums, well, why didn't you just shoot him in the leg or just shoot the, you know, shoot his hand? It's like, yeah, you, you, really? You know, you know, I know I, I live like 30, 40 miles from Hollywood, but that isn't reality. <laughs> Why don't you try it once and see if you could do that? <laughs> exactly. And I'm not a sworn law enforcement officer either, but I've worked security in different yeah. positions where I've been shoulder to shoulder with law enforcement officers, helping them arrest people or, you know, doing security where I'm escorting people and taking them outside to meet law enforcement showing up. And again, if you haven't been in those kind of positions, you, you just don't really know. And we, the whole thing, yeah, shoot him in the leg, shoot the gun out of the hand. That's good. For shoot him in the ass. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's good for Hollywood. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, Reflex Protect, you know, it definitely provides them a less lethal tool for the situations where that is the best course of action to take. Yeah, let's let's dig into that product. I do want to circle back to the overall idea of, of safety, of course, um, and maybe we'll even talk about you. You may not have been in a situation to shoot a gun out of anybody's hand, but I think you've jumped out of a couple helicopters. Um, maybe we'll as <laughs> a paratrooper. Maybe we'll get to that. But to go back to to the product, the the aspect that I was impressed about um, was that uh, that it was a a better solution than pepper spray, um, not only during the incident. Um, but also because of the patented gel that it was easy to, lack of a better way of putting it, diffuse or dilute, unlike pepper, unlike pepper spray, which causes a problem, you know, with the EMTs and emergency rooms and so forth. You, you would be able to speak to that better than I would. Do you tell us about the product and the gel and, and the thinking behind that. Sure. 
the, the thing about the gel is it was specifically designed for indoor use, mm -hmm. originally for hospitals because of the workplace violence problem hospitals have all across the United States. And it's even been worse in the last year or so. They needed something where nurses, orderlies, healthcare workers could protect themselves from getting beat up, which was happening on a regular basis. It's terrible if you go look at some of the reports of what have happened to our healthcare workers. But at the same time, pepper spray, this shut off pepper spray in the ER, you're going to have to shut the ER down to decontaminate. Mm -hmm. It's in the HVAC system. If you remember what, a year and a half ago, the that kid let the pepper spray off in the school and it got in the HVAC system and they had to shut the whole school and evacuate the entire school. You can't have that. Mm -hmm. They needed something that they could spray in the ER would only affect the person that was being violent. And once he was incapacitated, they could go back to doing what they had to do. And that's what Presidia gel was designed for. And we have a proprietary formula. It's created by a lab that does um, chemical, you know, pepper sprays and other chemical things out in New Jersey. Um, Guardian is their name. And it works faster than pepper spray. And what I mean by faster is the minute it hits the eyes, you have an involuntary eye closure and immediate intense pain. Where pepper spray, there's a little bit of a slow burn. Just like when you eat a hot pepper, it's hotter mm -hmm. later. Sort of pepper spray in the eyes is the same way. It gets hotter a little later. And a lot of law enforcement officers, when they go through the academy, they get sprayed with pepper spray. They have to perform some tasks which they complete before it gets to the you know the hottest part, and then they go decon. Mm -hmm. With a gel, it gets to that intense pain faster, so you don't have that time to be doing stuff. So it incapacitates you quicker. But then the hospital, the original clients, said, "We also that's going to if it's not our patient, it's going to be our patient. We need a way to help, help need a way to help the person once they're incapacitated and restrained." Mm -hmm. So we went to some chemists and they actually got a couple chemists that were on the oxy uh, clean team. You know, everybody knows oxy clean. So these guys knew their stuff when it comes mm -hmm. to and things like that. They developed reflex remove with patent pending right now. And it specifically reverses the effects of the CS, which is the active ingredient in the Presidia gel. And so within a couple minutes, the eyes are open. Within five minutes, you're functioning again. Mm -hmm. Minutes, it's sort of all over. Where with pepper spray, an hour later, you're still trying to decon and such. And so those were the things that really attracted the product that was originally for hospitals and then schools and churches mm -hmm. started attracting law enforcement because they're like, we hate pepper spray. It gets me, it gets my partner, it gets the cars. Yeah. Now they have a product they can spray the guy. He's, he goes, he drops. Or gal, you know, some of the, some of these gals get crazy too. You know? Oh yeah. <laughs> they can spray the person, the person drops to their knees in pain. They can handcuff them. Then they can get the bottle of reflex removed, decon them. The person's not in pain anymore, but they're restrained, put them in the car. So it, it eliminates, you know, the cross-contamination to you and your fellow officers, the car. You don't have to take this person to the Sally port and be, cleaning them up for the next hour or two 
So law enforcement officers can deal with somebody and be back on the street working much quicker with this product than with traditional pepper spray. And so those are some of the main advantages of it. It's time to get back to business in person. And if you run a for-profit or non-for-profit business that serves first responders, the Public Safety Business Summit is for you. The Public Safety Business Summit is a highly interactive event that is being brought to you by the POCUA in Savannah, Georgia from March 27th to the 29th, 2022. What you will find there is a wealth of networking and co-learning opportunities among like-minded professionals serving first responders. What you won't find is a series of boring speakers skilled only in the art of death by PowerPoint. In fact, there will be no speakers at all just highly interactive panel discussions and deep dive small group conversations on topics that are relevant to growing your unique business. Learn more about the Public Safety Business Summit at policecreditunions.com slash 2022-conference. That's policecreditunions.com slash 2022-conference. Or call 331 300 9889 to register. We look forward to welcoming you to Savannah in March. So you were talking, you know, I was thinking my my father was a high school teacher for over 40 years. He's since been retired for for 10, but yeah, he it was always concerned because yeah, the this whole active shooter in schools, you know, started, you know, I want to say at least 20, 25 years ago where it was a realistic threat. Uh, and to think you know, that this product would be great, you know, even even for the teacher to have it, you know, in their briefcase, their purse, what have you, you know, that could could really de- even even like a gang issue. You know, that unfortunately happens in some of our schools, you know, here in the Los Angeles area and where I'm from in Chicago, that that, that could be a real quick solution. It, it, it makes a ton of sense. It does. And we have schools all over Montana using it, um, Idaho, Washington, down south as far as Arizona. And we're, and we're mm-hmm. branching out different places because it does give teachers a means of protecting themselves, not just active shooters, but any kind of yeah. violence. We, teachers get beat up all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, I doubt, I doubt my, my dad was a street kid, so it would have to be a pretty big student <laughs> or a few of them, but uh, <laughs> otherwise I feel sorry for the, uh, uh, the dumb kid that would go at my dad even today, but... <laughs> And that's true, but but not all teachers are right. as, big as, as tough as your dad. So yeah, yeah, there are some teachers. Yeah, there are some <laughs> teachers that are, are great teachers that are you know ninety pound women that may have a little bit of an issue unless they know a few things. Um, but yeah, we we started talking a little bit before um, I pressed record about your involvement with Reflex Protect, because you have uh, even outside of this product, which I really do like, 
Um, you have a really interesting story, you know, in terms of the books that you've written and in terms of your training for self-defense as well as active shooters that you even mentioned that this is originally for civilians and then the hospitals and then eventually it, it became more of a of a law enforcement focus. Tell us a little bit more about that background and maybe even tell us a little bit more about that book. I want to hear about it. Sure. So. I've been teaching self-defense martial arts since the 90s. I've been practicing since I first started judo in the high school back in 1982. And, you know, and this includes living in Korea where my Hapkido instructors are. And I continue to go back and forth to Korea to train with them and teach the martial art Hapkido. But different from the martial art, I've also taught safety and self-defense programs for people that don't wanna learn a martial art, but they wanna know how to be more safe and defend themselves if they have to. Then the Aurora shooting happened. Mm -hmm. A lot of people started asking me, Alan, what do we do in these shooting situations? And that's when I sort of shifted gears and not just teaching safety self-defense, but started looking at active shooter situations, active threat, because it's not always guns. It, it could be a knife or a club or different things. Sure. And in part of that study and learning, I was certified by Safari Land to teach their active intruder response course. And I was on a team of instructors. I learned a lot from that team and I learned a lot from the thousands and thousands of people that that team taught. And with that knowledge, I wrote the book, Survive a Shooting, because there really wasn't a book out there that had everything I wanted. You know, there's a song that some guys like big butts. Well, I like <laughs> books and all of the active shooter books were these little pamphlets of run, yeah. fight, and they're almost the same. And so I wrote an authoritative, you know, big eight and a half by 11, over 300 page book on what to do. I mean, it has history on these things, but the bulk of the book is what to do. And we go into the psychology and yeah mindset and what you know fear does to our bodies and ways we can get over that and then you know how can we escape the danger how can we deny that person by either barricading or get getting behind cover or something bullet mm -hmm. and then if we have to how do we defend ourselves by attacking back and i was you know showing improvised ways like fire extinguishers because all teachers and schools and hospitals have fire extinguishers it's a good improvised weapon mm -hmm. And so I was teaching courses, the book came out, and then Reflex Protect was born. And when I was introduced to the you know, founder of Reflex Protect, he said, what do you think of this spray? And I said, you know, that's a missing piece. Instead of just teaching a teacher or a healthcare worker or a business oh. employee how to use a fire extinguisher, I could teach them how to use this too. And this they'll be able to have at their workplace because they're not allowed to have firearms at all of these places. Right. And so, so after meeting and both liking what each other were doing, you know, I joined Reflex Protect and started incorporating my active shooter response program into the trainings that Reflex Protect provided, as well as the Reflex Protect itself, um, what the spray is, when and when not to use it, and then mm -hmm. how it with some actual practice using inert training units yeah and then we had people saying what about uh 
de-escalation training. Do you guys offer that too? And it just so happens if we back up a little bit, when I was an attorney, one of the things that I focused on was mediation. And I used to teach mediation classes um, and courses and to different attorneys. But then I also took the mediation skills along with the stuff that I was doing with security and bouncing. And I was teaching effective communication classes for conflict to a lot of places way back when. So I dusted off those courses, updated them. And so now Reflex Protect offers the effective communication course to try to deal with violence before Mm -hmm. it erupts. The active shooter, active threat response courses that's when bullets are flying and there's no time to talk anymore. We, we have to do something. Yeah. And the reflex protect courses of how and when and when not to use the spray. So those are the different courses that reflex protect is offering. Yeah. Yeah. Really, really interesting. I could probably talk to you for another hour about just the, the courses. Um, and I want to circle back to something you said about fear in just a couple of minutes. Um, but you, this whole idea of safety, you know, I've, I've said this before. Some people take me to task. Uh, most law enforcement professionals actually agree with me. It's, it's my belief that safety is an illusion. That yeah, it, one second you're safe and the next you're not. Um, and that's not necessarily active shooter or in a bad neighborhood. Sometimes you're just sitting in your office and there's an earthquake, you know, sometimes, you know, there's, there's, there's safe, safety is, is, can, can leave very, very quickly. Um, and so you, you, you have to be prepared. And I remember speaking to another self-defense expert, I would say his name and his company, if I remembered it, but I'm over 50, so I don't remember things that well anymore. But he, he mentioned something really interesting is that he, he teaches all of his people, whether they're in some type of law enforcement profession or civilian, is to remember these two words, which is choose safety. And I thought this was really interesting, and he explained it in that safety means different things. And he actually used an active shooter situation. He says, you know, safety for some, maybe to run the hell out of the building, because you can. Um, others, for others, it may be to seek cover. Um, but for others, as you kind of alluded to, there's there's a time for mediation and then there's a time where you need action. If the active shooter is right there by you, you know, leaving running and cover may not be the best choice. The best choice may be to to actually fight that that's your best chance for safety. Um, and it sounds like that's very well aligned with the training that you do and you just talked about. It is in my book and in the Reflex Protect courses and courses, you know, I teach the response in a triangle. Hmm. You know, the, the run, hide, fight is often taught linear. First, you run. If you can't run, you hide. If you can't hide, then you fight. And like you just were talking about, it's not a linear. Mm-hmm. And I have a triangle. And in the middle, you have to act. You have to do something. But what you do is going to be either you might escape. You might go down to the other point of the triangle, which is deny access, which could be barricading, get behind cover, mm-hmm. or the other one is attack back, defend yourself. So you're going to do one of the three, 
which one you do is going to be determined by your capabilities, your location, and the proximity to the threat. Mm -hmm. The threat's on the way other end of the building, escaping out this door, great. If you're sitting here at the front of the classroom and that guy just burst in and he's two feet away from you, you're not escaping or denying. You're going to tackle him and pound his head and take, you know, stop the thing. Right. You know, if you have reflex protect and you're in your room and you got the barricade, if he comes through the barricade, you're going to soak him face down with reflex protect, you know, incapacitate him that way. So even though you do one, you're prepared to do one of the other. Right. And if you use that, then you can choose to either run or fight after you've incapacitated them. Yeah, to to that point, I I mentioned I wanted to circle around back to fear and and get your expert opinion on this. Um, Fortunately, uh, I've I've never been in that type of a situation. Um, I've certainly been, frankly, in situations where that whole line of choose safety rang in my head and says, you know, it's better to just walk away or cross the street or drive away or what have you, that that is the best choice right now. And I'm glad I made those choices. But I remember many, many years ago, a, an expert talking to women um, on preventing rape. And one of the things that she said was that fear is debilitating and she suggested get angry that if you if you get angry you begin to think differently you begin to problem solve rather than be debilitated and yeah i know in a couple of situations that i've been in nowhere near that type of level of course but where i've gotten angry and then made a smart choice and not you know, a, a fearful, let's, you know, let's do something stupid or let's just be debilitated choice. You, what are your thoughts on that line of thinking? Because you, you you mentioned fear a little while ago. I sort of know where, you know, she was going with that. Mm-hmm. But we have to be careful that we don't get into a blind rage in yeah. where we're not thinking, but a controlled anger, um, you know, focusing that intense emotion, uh, probably where she was getting with that. And I agree with that. In, in my very first book, I wrote about, you know, getting angry, but a controlled anger where you can, you know, fight back and defend yourself. But I also like to teach things like combat breathing. You know, I've been teaching that for years and years and years in all of my safety classes and, and also in the active threat response classes, because, you know, it, it helps when we control our breath, it controls our emotion, lets us think and act better. Mm-hmm some different little ways that you can do that to combat the fear. Also training, the more training you have and the more knowledge you have, you can get over that fear. And even if you don't do live training, you know, in a building with people shooting blanks or and stuff, you can do active visualization type training, putting yourself into situations and how you would respond and those are all techniques, you know, the visualization, training, breathing mm-hmm. that can help you overcome fear when it happens. And the more you do of all of those, the better chances you have of overcoming that fear. Because even highly trained people that have acted successfully in, in under stress at one time may freeze up on another time. And mm-hmm. you know, 
our bodies act sometimes we, we can't be a hundred percent but definitely the more you practice breathing the more you train the more you visualize yourself being in those and and if you can do intense training the better off you're going to be mm-hmm. and for intense training you know especially military law enforcement that the odds of them being in that situation are way greater oh, yeah. than civilian. We, we can't always train our civilians like their police officers or military. So maybe just the visualization and some, you know, that is going to be enough for them because the odds are they're probably not going to. So we really don't need to risk the intense training and get injuries during training when we're talking about our civilian, uh, you know, force. Mm-hmm. That's why we sort of steer away from doing the high impact training mm-hmm. of hospitals and schools because those people, they, they became teachers and healthcare workers. They didn't want to be cops and soldiers. Yeah. (laughs) We do have, we do have different kind of trainings for the civilians than what we need to do for um, law enforcement and soldiers that are more apt to need that high intensity training because they're going to be in the thick of it. Yeah. Yeah. Is that how you came overcame the fear of jumping out of a perfectly sound aircraft? <laughs> well, first of all, there's no such thing as a perfectly sound aircraft. <laughs> really? yeah. Come, I, see, I, I'm I asking actually, a stupid yeah. question because I've never had to jump out of one, thank the Lord. But go ahead. <laughs> I, I was actually afraid of heights when I was younger. And so I figured a good way to get out of being that fear of heights was go airborne. And it definitely did help me get, you know over that (laughs) yeah yeah i don't think i'm over my fear of heights necessarily but you know it's amazing what you could do when you have to for a a very very i was never been in the military i've never been a first responder but for a very brief time in my early 20s i trained to be a firefighter and one of those tests is you have to climb a ladder which i thought at first okay just focus on the wall but they deliberately take the engine, put it in the middle of a parking lot and put the ladder all the way up. So there's sky <laughs> all around you. Yeah. I'm like, really? Really? <laughs> but I but I actually did it. I'm glad that uh, I don't have to do that again. But it gave me a great appreciation for what those guys do. Um, <laughs> but circling back to, to, to your expertise, as uh, as we begin to to wrap this up, because if I don't, I literally can talk to you for another hour. Um, you know, for we've we've got a lot of law enforcement folks that that listen to the show. We've got uh, a number of law enforcement spouses that that listen to the show. Um, other than the obvious, which is you know, grab the Reflex Protect product and you know i even recommended it to a civilian colleague of mine that had an unfortunate incident just a a few days ago Uh, but other than that which seems like one very valuable solution um to when you're in those situations where your safety is in question yeah what is the number one thing that that they can do to either just de-escalate or get out of that situation what what are your thoughts and I know not every situation is the same. It is. I mean, it's difficult because every situation yeah. is going to be diff- different. And that's why it's so important for a law enforcement to have the funding and the time to have the best training possible so they can respond to the different things that, 
they might have to encounter. And knowing how, you know, breathing, controlling the breathing, which controls the fear and the adrenaline. And so you can be thinking of how can I best resolve this situation quickly, effectively, and with the minimum damage to anyone. I mean, that's the ultimate goal. And definitely so that person can go home at night to their loved ones. Yeah. Ideally, so they go home to their loved ones, but the person doing the trouble you know, they're locked up and, and put away too with, without injuries, because injuries, again, it's going to just cause more paperwork, more hassle, more this and that. So if we can resolve it then. So the training should include communication skills, because a lot of things can be de-escalated and resolved with effective communication. But then they also need to have their different weapons. Mm -hmm. and and a weapon, you know, a less lethal weapon such as reflex protect, I think is one of the first to go to because it doesn't injure the other person. Mm -hmm. Then you got your hands-on training, which law enforcement need to have. But hands-on training, actually, there's a bigger chance of hurting or injuring the person than with reflex protect. Mm -hmm. Regardless what the movies say, you can't, if a guy does not want to be apprehended, I mean, yeah have kids have you ever tried to pick up your your little one having a tantrum well you try to deal with you know a grown person having a tantrum there's no easy or pretty way to make it look good yeah. and that's why you get these videos of police officers looking like they're abusing somebody they're not abusing that person they're doing what they have to not get hurt to control that person yeah then you go up into your other weapons, your batons, your tasers, your, your different level of force, all the way up to, to lethal force in certain cir circumstances. And you need to have the training in that as well. So it really comes down to ensuring that our law enforcement have the tools and training they need to perform the job. Yeah, uh, I agree with you 110% yeah, as you were speaking. I was thinking of folks on both sides of the spectrum that that I speak to from time to time for different reasons, you know, either the defund the police people or the blind defend the police people. And I always say I don't agree with either of those extremes. I agree with developing the police. Uh, for those police officers that don't want training and don't want change, that's part of the problem as well, because I want you to get home to your family safe. And pardon my French, I don't want you to have to deal with bullshit. If, if you have a way to de-escalate it, you know, regardless of how we feel about an actual criminal, let's, let's keep you out of harm's way. And that includes keeping you out of court unnecessarily. Uh, and you know, to fund the police, you know, let's 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 develop the police. Let's instead of putting you know funds here, let's put funds to training in the right products and the right tools, so that we don't have these things again. So I I, I think we're on the same page there. So I'll get off of my soapbox, <laughs> but you know I I completely agree with with what you're saying. Um, as we wrap this up. Um, for all those folks out there that, that either, either want to learn more about Reflex Protect, uh, the product, uh, the training that's, that's being done, uh, and also how to get you know, in contact with you in those great books that you talked about, how best can they find all of that online out there? I'm going to give a couple different places. Go for it. I want, 
if you're interested in Reflex Protect and you're a civilian or a hospital, you know, or church, business, whatever, or just for your personal, you know, to carry around, go to reflexprotect.com. You can see the products. You can order through the website. Um, if you just want a personal one, you can also order off amazon.com once we get resupplied. Um, you know, shipping and supply, we're having trouble keeping it in too, but yeah. you know, Amazon reflexprotect.com. And you can learn about the trainings that we do for civilians at reflexprotect.com as well. And you can contact me. If you are a law enforcement and you would like to check out a TNE kit, go to reflexprotecttactical.com. And you can learn about the products, learn about what we have to offer, but there's also a way there that you can contact us for a TNE kit for your department. And if you want to learn about my books, surviveashooting.com for that book, or go to Amazon, you can find all my stuff as well. Yeah, and I know uh, Amazon is really good with this, that if you if you punch in Alan's name correctly, uh, which is A-L-A-I-N and last name B-U-R-R-E-S-E, uh, all of his books should come up. So you could definitely learn more about that and about him. Um, really appreciated you coming on. You know, I, I expected to dig into a product that I was intrigued about and got a lot more out of our discussion. So thank you so much for coming on and thank you for your service too, man. I, I really, really do appreciate what you've done and what you continue to do. Well, thank you, Ken. And I appreciate you having us on. I'm glad we ran into you down at the shot show. And, you know, that was a, that was a fun time there in Vegas for everybody, I think too. So it was, it was, it was a blur, but it was fun. Yeah. <laughs> it was nice to get back to thousands and thousands of people actually <laughs> collaborating and doing something in person other than Zoom. Right. But uh, thank you so much again, Alan, for so many things. And thank you to all of you who have either watched or listened to this episode of Public Safety Talk Radio. And we'll be back with you next week with another great guest. Public Safety Talk Radio is produced by the POCUA. POCUA is a consortium of financial institutions serving law enforcement as well as other first responders and public safety professionals. To learn more about our association and to find one of our credit needs or service providers near you, go to www.policecreditunions.com. And always remember, if you aren't working with one of our POCUA credit unions, you're just banking with an institution that just so happens to serve first responders. As a public safety professional, you and your family deserve better. Find a POCUA credit union today.